Welcome to the season two premiere of the Jam Base Podcast. I'm Scott Bernstein, and I'm thrilled to be back with a new episode of the Jam Base Podcast, featuring my interview with Oteil Burbridge. I spoke to the Denon Company bass player recently aboard Jam Cruise, and we covered many exciting topics that I can't wait for you to hear. We'll get to my interview with Oteil in just a moment, right after we hear from the sponsor of this episode. This episode is sponsored by Topeka Live. Topeka connects you with your favorite artists and people through meaningful shared music experiences in Miramar Beach, Florida. Enjoy a new kind of music vacation. Spend days at the beach and nights listening to music in your reserved coves. 2023 vacations include Mooncrush Pink Moon, taking place April 20th through the 23rd. Mooncrush Pink Moon is a music vacation that lets you embrace the sun at the beach, by the pool, or enjoy your favorite activities. Performers include the Black Crows, the Avid Brothers, Jason Isbell, JJ Graham Mofro, and more. Mothership Weekend is Mother's Day reinvented. Spend Mother's Day at the beach for Brandy Carlisle's Mothership Weekend from May 12th through the 14th. Celebrating the mothers, the impact makers, and the people who love you like a mother. Watch performances by Brandy Carlisle, Hosier, Bonnie Raitt, Mavis Staples, Nathaniel Raitliff, and more. Moon Crush Blue Moon goes down from September 1st through the 3rd. Savor the last sweet days of summer at the beach and live your best life with Ben Rector, Need to Breathe, and many others this Labor Day weekend at the inaugural Moon Crush Blue Moon. Visit Topeka.live for details and to purchase tickets to Moon Crush Pink Moon, Mothership Weekend, and Moon Crush Blue Moon today. This episode marks the official start to season two of the Jam Base podcast, which may have you asking, will there be another five years between seasons like it was for season one and season two? And the answer to that is no. Part of our relaunch today is to incorporate seasons and break into our programming as we explore new ways to bring you the premier live music podcast. You may have noticed a new look to the podcast, and to go along with that refresh, you can expect some new sounds and formats in the coming weeks and months. There will, of course, still be interviews with some of our favorite musicians in the jam world and adjacent scenes to go along with new types of episodes we're developing. We'll be rolling out new concepts with each new season of the Jam Base podcast. In the meantime, you can expect to hear the return of our pre-pandemic interview themes that mostly focused on live music. Before the pandemic, Jam Base podcast interviews centered on recurring themes based on various aspects of performing live music and tourings. Topics like the art of the sit-in, the art of the set list, the art of improvisation, as well as tour stories, musical mentors, and our first show were just some of the recurring themes that we'll be bringing back to the podcast for future interviews. During the pandemic, we pivoted to more conventional conversations, like promoting new albums, because we were not only conducting interviews over Zoom calls for the first time, but there also weren't concerts happening. Making deep dives into set lists or recalling joyous times on tour, both awkward and kind of depressing. Now, coming out of the pandemic, touring is back, shows and festivals are happening, and we can once again start exploring the world of live music. Part of that will include looking into the challenges the pandemic placed and continues to place on touring. And we hope to go deeper into the behind the scenes with the players that are essential to putting on successful live shows. So you can expect some changes from the Chambase podcast this year, but you can also expect to still get recaps from the latest live music news covered by the Jambase editorial team. 
you'll hear about things like our March Madness tournament of the top Grateful Dead covers. This year's March Madness covers tournament features songs covered by the Grateful Dead going head-to-head in a typical single elimination tournament. Right now, only the Elite Eight remain after an upset-filled first round that saw several lower seeds defeat higher-seeded opponents. Visit Jambase to vote now on whether Cinderella Stories, the 13th-seeded Dear Mr. Fantasy, or the 12th-seeded It's All Over Now, Baby Blue, should advance, as well as the three others that will make up the Final Four. Voting for the Elite Eight is open now through Sunday, March 19th at midnight Pacific. You can also visit Jambase to read editor Andy Kahn's five instant takeaways from Fish keyboardist Paige McConnell and guitarist Trey Anastasio's recently released album, January, the follow-up to the pair's 2021 album, December. Andy assembled together five noteworthy aspects of the record that introduced eight new original songs. Find out what's changed since December, how the lyrics stood out, if Fish should play the songs on the new album live, and more. Trey and Page aren't the only members of Fish with new albums. Bassist Mike Gordon also detailed Flying Games, his new album, solo album that is, that comes out in May. Mike also added a series of summer tour dates in support of the album, which features the lead single, Tilting. Head over to Jam Bass to hear the track, view tour date listings, and stay on top of all the news from your favorite bands. And now, from one talented bassist to another, let's turn to my interview with O'Teal Burbridge. I recorded the chat during the last day of Jam Cruise 19, which was the first Jam Cruise in three years. Boy, did I miss that ship. I saw one incredible musical moment after another. Be sure to check out my coverage on Jam Bass for full details. O'Teal boarded for the last few days of the trip with an O'Teal and Friends lineup that also featured Jennifer Hartswick, Jason Crosby, Eric Krasno, Steve Kimmock, and John Kimmock. Burbridge made his The Jam Bass podcast debut back in 2019, and so much has happened for O'Teal and the rest of us over the past four years. We started our conversation by discussing the end of Dead and Company. Basis told me about whether he knew the announcement was coming how he feels about it, and whether the band's recent shows in Mexico were different knowing that the end was near. O'Teal also recalled the Allman Brothers band calling it a career in 2014 and the lessons he learned from that experience. We also talked about the stellar space jams that Dead & Company has pulled off after drums, as well as how he's enjoyed sharing the stage with John Mayer. Conversation then turned to an album of Garcia Hunter ballads O'Teal recorded in Iceland. I can't wait to hear it. Additional topics that we talked about were his Comes Time podcast, his new fascination with professional wrestling, his various O'Teal and Friends lineups, and what it was like to perform aboard Jam Cruise. Listen to my interview with O'Teal Burbridge which we lead into with a taste of the bassist singing Fire on the Mountain at a Dead and Company show. Is a business. 
excited to have Oteil Burbridge back on the Jam Base podcast. It's been about four years and a lot has gone on during that time. And one thing that's coming up is the final Dead & Company tour. And how, how much are you looking forward to that? Oh, man, I'm looking forward to it so much. It's uh, when you see that many deadheads together, there's just nothing like it, you know? And so it's great. We get to do it one more time around and really like lean in to the celebration part of it, you know, because uh, it's we don't know how much time we have left ever. You know, you say it's the last tour. Who knows? A meteor could hit this place and we don't even make it through the whole tour. Like so you, you got to live every day like it's your last one. And if you know it's going to be the last one, well, then you're really going to do it. Exactly. <laughs> you know? And did you have a feeling this was coming, that the end of Dead & Company was was coming? No, I didn't. And, you know, honestly, I still don't know that it's really the end. Okay. So I don't know. It, but I, I know this, like, I never, whatever you think is going to happen, something different happens. Sure. And... Even if it is the end, then it's the beginning of something else. So it never ends. You know what I mean? Like, is the Grateful Dead ever going to end? Sure. There's already J-Red, DSO, like 100, you know. Um, It's never going to end, you know. Do you feel differently prepared for life post Den & Company than you did when the Allman Brothers ended in 2014? Oh, yeah. You mean it's like as far as being prepared for the end? Yeah. Oh, way more. In fact, when when the Almond Brothers ended, um, my wife, Jess, was six months pregnant. So I was really just kind of freaked out. I mean, that was my main gig for 17 years. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know if I'll ever have a, a big gig like that ever again. I got out there and I just really hustled. I was playing um, in New Orleans a lot, you know, jazz fest, voodoo fest, come down there and do super jams and going to Denver a lot. And I was just hustling. And exactly a year later, um, I got the Dead & Company gig. And I was like, wow, I made it through that year fine. And I wish I could have saved myself all the anxiety. So I I made an agreement with myself that I would never do that again. I'm never going to worry, you know, because it's like, you know, you can't control it anyways. Yeah. You can't control it. And like, why did I think it was going to end? Like now I'm O'Teal and I'm also O'Teal. That's been the bass player for the Almond brothers for 17 years. So, you know, I have two Grammys. I have, you know, like all that stuff didn't stop because um, a band ended. The band ended, and then now I'm playing with the guys for the Grateful Dead. Yeah. You know, it's like who saw that coming? Like, you know, not me. So it's just, it's crazy. Yeah, I, I will, I will not worry anymore. And and my wife, when all this happened, I said, remember. When the Almond Brothers and she was like, "Oh yeah, that's right. We're not doing this again." Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that's, that's right, babe. So we it doesn't steal 
the joy from the time we have with the children, with each other, just the day, you know, you got to celebrate the day. Yeah. You know, did it make Mexico any different? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But we should be that way anyway. Okay. We should always I, be living like we know it's about to end. Because yeah. there is no guarantee that it's not. No, you may seen have too many less, people pass in the recent years. Like I was talking with Hannah about, you know, we, me and uh, my podcast partner, Mike Fenoya. Shout out to Mike. Yeah. It comes to time podcast. And Osiris we have Media. The, yeah, we, we do. We have this thing about living like we only have six months to live because it helps you uh, prioritize. And so if you only had six months to live, one thing I know you would do, you first you would count how many days that is, and you would like find some way to maximize the celebration of every single one of those days. Some way. Maybe you take a day off to be depressed or whatever, <laughs> but then we're gonna get back on the horse because we lost a day. Yeah. You know, the sun's gotta go down sometime, but we throw parties at night too. Just pretend it's New Orleans. Exactly. And celebrate till the sun comes back up. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. One of my favorite parts of the Dead and Company experience has been the space jams. I mean, yeah. the improv that has come out of that is is so killer. Are there any is there any discussion co coming into that? Or is it completely oh, no. free form? No, there's it's like trying to discuss um, randomness. No, there's no way to plan. Yeah, it's it's uh it's waiting for a feeling to come for a collective thing to happen. It's kind of like fishing. Okay, you know, you throw this teeny worm into this huge, enormous body of unknown, <laughs> like the ocean, right? With faith that something's going to bite this thing and you're going to pull something out of it. And we have that faith that those fish are in there. And so we just throw our hooks in and we bait them and, and we wait for it to bite. And then when, when it bites, we start reeling hard, you know? So it's uh it's something that can't be forced. It can't be planned. It can't be managed. It can't be anything but interrupted and thrown off. When you get on, if you just let go, it will take everyone somewhere, those who are playing and those who aren't. Yeah. You got to trust the ride's coming, and when the ride comes, get on and take your hands off the wheel, you know? That's a cool way of, <laughs> of describing it. Being a member of the Rhythm Devils, as as you've uh, been, been assigned, <laughs> been you inducted. really uh, 
you you don't spend much time off stage during a Dead and Company show. I mean, it's, it's brutal you know, on my back. I was uh, like, can I go pee for a minute? Yeah, and I mean, is that typically? I mean, it's it's really only during Mickey's uh, beam that you're yeah. off stage. I mean, is that typically? That I get to go pee. That, yeah. that that's how you spend the time typically. Oh yeah, yeah. I, you see me. That's your six minutes. You will see me go right for. They have these little porta potties on stage. Yeah, and I go right for that thing. I come out, try to like decompress my back a little and get up there and go for it. You know, are are (laughs) you still using that stand for the, the, that you, you, you used a a stand that you were, that was supposedly helping with your back um, on stage at. Well, I would just have a a stool up there. Okay. Which I still do. Like, you know, if we're going to play four slow songs in a row, yeah. I'm going to sit down because my back's just going to be killing me, you know? Sure. And uh, it's been compressed from many decades of holding heavy six-string basses yeah. since 1991, you know? <laughs> and how much um, – is there going to be any rehearsal go before the final tour? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. we always got to get in there and try Excellent. to remember all the little yeah nuances twists and turns of the William Tell bridge and you know yeah. whatever there's the complicated things in there that always trips me out that's why I say you know you can never say you you get bored of playing Grateful Dead music because there's something in there that you're gonna screw up and not get <laughs> right so until you like totally master it you can't ever say you're bored <laughs> How has the experience of playing with John Mayer been for you? It's been great, man. And it's also, that was like a perfect lesson from the universe, right? Like if you could pick the most unlikely guy to replace, to sit in Garcia's spot, who would it be? But then Colonel Bruce told me, he said, you know, he's got the same birthday as we're. And I was like, well, there you go. The universe is, uh, I see it. I see you know, when you see a pattern, when you see a synchronicity, when you you get the red flag, you know, or I should call it the green flag. Yeah. Um, it's it's uh, you know, God is not subtle. No. <laughs> God That's... is not subtle, man. Like for people that don't be, believe in aliens, I was like, how don't you see? It's one of the main. Uh, outcomes of what God does is multiplicity. So how could we be the only intelligent beings? Exactly. I mean, we are intelligent life in outer space. We're proof that aliens exist. Just look in the mirror. So there's got to be other kinds of, there's all that a multiplicity of different kinds of just humans and and monkeys and, Insects and birds and whatever. There's just multiplicity. It's the rule. Yeah. That's how this thing works. So, like, it just doesn't, it's illogical for there not to be aliens. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I wonder if they know everything about us and we'll one day find out about them. Yeah. 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 You know, that I mean, I don't want to derail the conversation again, but you know, all these things they find coming up out of the water, it's like, we know more about Mars than we do about underwater here. So they might've been here way longer than us. So (laughs) hence all the stories about fairies and elves and angels and leprechauns and, you know, every culture has them, you know, it's like, 
All right. It's got to come from somewhere. It's coming from somewhere, man. Yeah. Speaking of, <laughs> of uh, elves and, and Iceland, uh, you worked on an album with, yeah. with Alan Evans at the uh, the, the new facility in, in Iceland. Yeah, that- it's Loki Studios. It was amazing. We had uh, Steve and Johnny Kimmock, uh, Tom Guana, Jason Crosby, Pete Lavazzoli. Um, it was really, and Al was producing. It was amazing. It was truly magical, man. A magical land, and you you will be able to hear the magic on that album. I promise you, a hundred percent, you'll oh, be able to hear it. And you're the lead vocal on all songs. My first time doing all lead wow. vocals, and I decided to do all ballads like an idiot. All Jerry got ballads, I, yeah, all Garcia. And one of the the coolest things, um, I became friends with Maureen Hunter, um. Rob Hunter's wife with his widow and she's a painter and she's painting the album cover oh, for us. And we had a, a secret video feed. They have video cameras in all the rooms. So Wade Coleman, shout out to Wade. He set up uh, a secret, a private video feed on YouTube for our family and, you know, managers, friends, and uh, it was a very small group of people I gave it to, but I sent it to Maureen. So she was actually painting the album cover while listening to us uh, cut the record. So it was really meaningful, man. And uh, I can't wait for everybody to see the painting and uh, and to hear what we did. It's going to be really cool. In the end, there's still that song. ever been Stella Blue Stella Blue How in this time and and era do you best put out that music for, for the biggest reach i mean how, how well it's you- going out every we're, we're putting it out on vinyl but it's also going to be uh you know because all of it was videoed so some of that will come out on youtube awesome and then um i'm sure it'll be on whatever digital platforms, platforms. yeah do, do you have a time frame yet, or have, have you reached that? You know, have, have you been? We, my manager was saying he wanted to do it after Dead and Company tour was okay. Over. That makes sense. So probably fall will be my next because then I have my fall tour. So probably be, you know, um, probably late fall next year, or this year. This now it is next year is this year now. <laughs> and are you going to keep on rotating members of the band or do you see yourself settling in on a lineup? You know, right now we've been rotating it around. So like, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to go with the flow of it. Okay. You know, 
Um, I'd like to have the same people over and over if I can. But when you don't have a band on the road year round, it's hard to keep the same people because yeah. they all have main gigs that are their main source of bread and butter. Of course. You know? So um, I do what I can. But, uh, you know, if the universe wants me to mix it up right now, then we're in mix it up yeah. mode. So I I will be flexible and go with whatever is on the menu, yeah. <laughs> you know. Now getting to Comes a Time, uh, which is a fellow partner of the Osiris Media Network, you've had so many wonderful interviews and people from a diverse field. What do you... It's a. I wonder if who's next. I mean, you've had so many people on it already. Like, do you ha- do you and Mike struggle to keep the the flow of? We guests don't coming? really. It's funny. We're like, all right, we need some more guests. What are we gonna do? And we make a little list and we call some people, and then it it just happens to work out. Like, I re- recently got deep into professional wrestling. Okay, you know, at like fifty eight years old. But I watch it with my kids now, so I feel like I kind of see it through their eyes. WWE or the uh, all of it. AEW. I go wait. I I, most of my wrestling knowledge I get from watching interviews with wrestlers, which takes me back to matches. Okay, shoot interviews. Yeah. Yeah. So and that stuff, like I can't watch any of the Attitude Era stuff with my kids. Yeah. So the old stuff, I can watch all the old Ric Flair, Dusty yeah. Road promos, the matches, everything. There's no inappropriate talking or right. gestures or stuff. So now I, through complete magic, I met up. I was wearing my Iron Sheik T-shirt at SmackDown, and uh, this other guy had an Iron Sheik T-shirt on. Paige Megan, shout out to Paige. And his brother Gian, um, they're Iranian Jews. It's the most okay. crazy story. Their dad was a championship uh, table tennis, they call it, ping pong player. Sure. And the Iron Sheik was a championship, like gold medal uh, Olympic wrestler, like national hero. Right. And their dad was friends with the Sheik. As and fellow so the Sheik liked one of my posts. I watched his documentary completely flipped out, bought the action figure, the t-shirt. I'm wearing the t-shirt. This is right after Iceland at SmackDown. He goes, Iron Sheik. And I look at him and he's wearing an Iron Sheik t-shirt. I was like, Iron Sheik. And all of a sudden his eyes get really big. He's like, are you O'Teal? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. He goes, oh my God, I've seen like 50 dead and company shows, blah, blah, blah. I'm the Iron Sheik's manager. Oh, I was like, no way. He lives wow. in Canada. What are the odds, man? So then he's like, yo, man, I, I know all these guys. And so he's like helping me get people for my podcast. Oh, so that we could see there's going to be some crossover. Yeah, bro, with the rest. Totally. Like oh, we I already had it. Diamond Dallas Page on. Because oh, I, I don't know. I, I do his uh, DDP yoga for my back. Right. Day Magnum TA came up to me right before we're, I'm doing, we're doing TV. And he came up to me and goes, listen, Dusty. Couldn't do this, you know, because Dusty loved me like like a like a brother and a son, and uh, he said, "Listen, we can't it's, we can't let you manage anymore." And I'm like, "Why? Why not? What did I do wrong? I'll fix it." And he says, "Really, you can't because it's not your fault." He goes, "The hair, the bling, the clothes, the rap, the diamond dolls. It's like no no one's paying attention to the wrestler. You're taking too much attention away." <laughs> 
right? Mike Fenoya turned me on to that. And so that was helping my back out. And now, like, I'm just, <laughs> it's so crazy, man. The universe is amazing. Yeah. It's truly amazing. So, yeah, we're going to be. Diving yeah, into that I, In fact, I just, there's this cat that I connected with, Ryan Sprague, who has one of my very favorite UFO podcasts. And he posted something about the Royal Rumble. So I know this guy more as like being into theater, into Broadway and UFOs. So I was like, Broadway, UFOs, and WWE. This is my dog. So I just like, I messaged him. And I said, hey, man, I just really got into wrestling. We got to have you on the podcast to talk about aliens and, and WWE. Oh, that's <laughs> I great. I can't wait for that one. Oh, it's going to be good. And it's still <laughs> enjoyable working with Mike. Oh, dude, yeah. it's the best. You guys have it's great just chemistry. Like magic in action. Like yeah. just, if you don't believe in magic, just start at podcast number one. If you hear all the stories and see the stuff that happens, yeah. I can't help you if you don't believe after that, man. Like, it's just... We've we've got too much of it documented, you no, know. No doubt, crazy synchronicities on top of synchronicities, you know. And uh, so you're back on on Jam Cruise, and uh, yeah. you came uh, towards the end of the trip. How was the experience getting on the boat in in Grand Turks? Oh, it was fine. Fortunately, uh, uh, some of our bodyguards from Dead tour are on the boat oh yeah jk and danny monzo and lou and smudge is on here shout out to all those guys and so it's really when i i was by myself i didn't have my uh road manager katie harvey who i feel like i'm lost without and um because i came in by myself before the rest of the band and one of the fans told me, yeah, go through duty free. And I'm like rolling my suitcases. I got my base on my back. Go through there. When you come out, you'll see both boats. And then I'm all anxious and stuff. And I look up and there's JK. And I was like, all yeah, right, I'm saved. Yeah. Good. So getting on with a breeze. JK is the best, man. He's been taking care of me and my family on the road with Den Company for, for years now. That's terrific. What does that typically entail for uh, a bodyguard working with you? It's just airports. Like if you're in public places. Yeah. Um, You know, like (laughs) our gigs, when you get past a certain size, they become like terrorist targets, you know, like stadiums. Wow. You're just on a whole nother level. Yeah. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Um, So it's just that world, you know, I, I'm kind of in between, like, I don't, I'm almost to the point where I need a bodyguard, like all the time, yeah. <laughs> but not yet. And I hope I never get to where I do. Yeah. Uh, Cause that's limiting in, in certain ways. It is. And you know, deadheads are chilled. A, a lot of the, a lot of the deadheads at home, it's not such a big deal anymore. Like uh, people, there's a lot of people that have met me now down there. There's still some people freak out. They're like, you live here? Are you kidding me? You know? But um, after a while, it chills out, you know, like yeah. where John lives in Montana. I'm sure like everybody know, or, you know, um, respects the space. Kurt stuff. Russell and Goldie Hawn, you know, like yeah. it's a small town. They're like, oh yeah, it's just them at the store. Like it's not a big deal anymore. You know? yeah. 
Excellent. And uh, so you've played one set so far. You've got your second set tonight. Um, do you, will there be any collaborations in, in the works? Yes, I, but I can't guarantee. I mean, I have, I want Roosevelt to sit in on something. Oh, Roosevelt Carr's um, Shout out to Skerrick. His mom passed away, so he wasn't able to make it. I was so. wondering what happened. Yeah. Um, he said, play one for Carol. We're definitely going to do that, Skerrick. After my mom's name is Carol, too. So uh, Carl D might sit in with us. I ran to him last night. So um, we'll have Carl D and Jen Hartswick together oh, that is. on something, on a couple of things, hopefully. And um, I mean, there's so many people here. Like, you know, I got to get Taz to play something. I want to get Valor Trucks to play something. I've been, it's like, it's there's, almost, there's almost, almost like too many people. That, yeah, yeah, I'd like to. But we're going to go for it. I, I don't know how it's all going to happen, but the universe is going to like tell us how to do it tonight. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I, I love that attitude and and like the idea of planning like you only have six months left. Uh, I think uh, everyone could get something out of that and live yeah. more in the moment. For sure. I mean, it makes you savor things more. You know, as fast as my kids are growing, I just go, man, you better savor it because it's flying by. Yeah. You know, so just adjust your your awareness about it, and then it's all good. Yeah. It's really like if you don't believe in miracles, watch this little baby grow into a friggin' giant. Like Andre the Giant was a teeny baby, yeah. and he just kept growing and growing and growing. It's like. How do you not believe in miracles when they're all around you? Look in the mirror. Look at Taz. Taz came on this boat as a 13-year-old, like knee-high, and he's huge now. I saw Derek Trutz at 11. All right. Like, don't, you know, I see it all the time, man. Jaden Lehman, man, this kid who came to Roots Rock Revival. Shout out to Roots Rock, our music camp. The Butch Truck Stars. A little picture of Jaden. And Butch, I think Jaden was nine. Gotta ask him. I got him to play a track on our album. Man, he plays so good. Holy crap. Wait till y'all hear this kid, Jaden Lehman. Oh, he lives man. down in uh, South Florida where I am. He came over for a lesson. And uh, I said, well, let's play some, you know. And I said, you know bird songs? <laughs> he knows Grateful Dead better than I do. And uh, we played bird song. I was like, man, I can't teach you nothing. Can I, can I hire you for a gig? Oh, <laughs> you know, so I hired him for a gig, you know. And I had him play a track on the record, play a solo on high time. I was like, let's just send it out and see. Just take a shot at it. Oh, it's just beautiful, man. So, yeah, seeing that, you know, the young people come up, like I already see when I go, like, who's going to be taking this thing over and yeah. carrying it forward. It's really beautiful. And yeah. it's going to be, even Bobby said like that and company will never die. It will uh, even because of the music of the yeah. Grateful Dead will never die. And it's just it going to keep on. People will move it forward. Absolutely. It's in people's hearts yeah. and it's in musicians hearts. And that is going to things of the heart carry forward. Look how all these things last. All these holidays and religions and rituals and sacred days, magic days, you know, all these things. The Easter Bunny hadn't gone away, you know? The Easter Bunny ain't in the Bible. No. <laughs> you know? 
Elves and Santa Claus ain't in the Bible, but these things that, you know, these heart things, they last. They have legs, man. They last. No doubt. I and see. this is a heart thing. It, magical things. I'll just call it what it is. Magical, magical things are eternal. Amen to that. Amen to that. So, yeah. Well, thank you for your time, Oteal. We're glad to have you back on the show and look forward to uh, seeing what you cook up tonight with the friends. Thank you, man. I'm really uh, excited about it. We're going to celebrate like we got six months to live. Exactly. <laughs> season two premiere of the jam base podcast we're so happy to be back and really appreciate you tuning in thanks to oteal burbridge for taking the time to chat we also want to thank our producer jake alexander for all the time and effort he put into this episode and every episode of our podcast as well as our refresh if you like what you hear be sure to subscribe to the jam base podcast on your podcast provider of choice we'd also appreciate reviews and ratings Come back next week to hear my interview with Corey Wong and Joe Dart of Wolfpack and Fearless Flyers. In the meantime, go see live music.